0: Welcome to e commerce marketing with the pitbulls, where we catch up with craft brands to hear their story and learn how they're growing their e commerce channel. Today, we're joined by John Reinish. Um, John is the founder of Exponential Growth, it's an analytics company that works with other agencies to make sure that they have their analytics reporting and tracking all uh, set up properly. Uh, welcome, John. Awesome. Great to be here. Um, so why don't we start? Just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, um, and kind of what you're uh, working on these days. Yes, yeah, so
1: I've been working in kind of the agency space for probably the last ten years or so. Just at various agencies over the years, I got started doing mostly SEO, um, then kind of moved to Google Ads and getting into analytics. And now what we're doing is we just got the company Exponential Growth started last year around August, and uh, we're really focused on kind of white label services for agencies to. Essentially, give them an analytics team that they could leverage to get set
0: up with GA four or even client reporting as well. Awesome, yeah, I feel like that's such a uh, such a gap, such a need. So great, uh, great to be there. Um, awesome. So today we're going to be talking a lot about um, analytics around e commerce specifically. Um, that's kind of what we what we deal with the most here, but. Um, I'd be remiss if we didn't kind of start with GA4. Um, can you give me a little bit of, I guess, kind of an intro for the audience? anybody who hasn't heard of GA4 yet, but uh, yeah, kind of what are you, what are you all seeing with the um, with the upgrade? Yeah, we're
1: seeing a, a lot of people still have not set up their accounts yet. So it's coming up in July. There's that deadline where your Universal Analytics is going to stop tracking. Uh, what some people don't know as well is there's not an official date, but in 2024 it looks like. Google's actually going to delete your data for Universal Analytics as well. So not only is it going to stop tracking this year, but by the time next year rolls around, you're not going to have your data unless you back it up in a tool like BigQuery. But um, So it's a good time to set up J4 now so you have a little bit of data before that deadline rolls around. One thing we're seeing is Google is pushing out this auto-migration. So a lot of people might start to see those emails come in or when they log in, it's like the, the first thing you'll see. There's a lot of issues using that because Google's going to try to map different metrics over and a lot of things tend to break when, when you go with that automated setup um, it's better than nothing but it's it's ideal if you actually take a look at it and really start
0: dialing it in to make sure your tracking's ready to go once July hits yeah it's funny we, we we've done a few uh, ga4 upgrades ourselves so it's funny we're seeing it even on accounts where we've already done the ga4 upgrade it, it's great cr- like so we'll, we'll have the the ga4 all set up and configured the way we want and then Obviously, you get this email like, hey, we're about to create a new new property out of your old uh, Universal Analytics property. So, Yeah, you actually have to opt out of that still, even if you have it set up in most cases, which uh, I guess throwing everybody off. Yeah, but no, definitely agreed. I think uh, uh, for anybody, if you haven't done that upgrade yet, it's definitely really, really important, especially now on the e-commerce side, um, Shopify just launched that they are um, supporting it kind of out of the box. So on the Shopify side, probably a little bit easier, obviously um just put in your uh your tracking id in it and it pops out but um but yeah i know uh we we work with a couple more custom setups here and there too and it can get a little bit hairy making sure that you're you're tracking all your events properly so definitely want to do that uh custom yeah yeah we see that a lot it's nice that the integrations are starting to roll
1: out because uh we're kind of waiting to see when all that would happen with obviously shopify being one of the biggest ones and uh yeah, without the e-commerce data in G- GA4, it's you're really just getting your traffic data or some maybe form submissions that you set up. So that one uh, is definitely
0: usually the first thing we'll look at for e-commerce sites. Definitely, awesome. So um, outside of GA4, what would you say? You know, as we're kind of turning towards e-commerce and thinking about analytics, what's you know maybe the one thing that you see? Um, uh, e-commerce companies not doing or what's the you know kind of the first thing that that uh, e-commerce brands really should focus on in terms of analytics?
1: Yeah. The way I like to think about it is sometimes even before you get into the tools like GA4 or really any other analytics platforms is doing a, what used to be pretty popular. It still is a, a measurement plan where you're starting to look at kind of what are the, your business goals and objectives? And then what are the actual goals, goals for the website? So like which of these business goals will map into the website? And then you could start selecting kind of KPIs based on those different website goals. So that could be a really good way to start thinking about like how you're going to approach your tracking and your setup just to really make sure like you're going to be tracking the metrics that you really care about. that are going to ultimately help with the business objectives. So doing that exercise first can really help you start thinking and understanding like the metrics you really want to make sure you're tracking. And then you can go and look at which of those metrics are currently being tracked like out of the box by GA4 and which ones do you need to set up custom so you
0: really kind of have that full game plan of exactly how you should approach your tracking yeah i think that's really really helpful we 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 find that a lot of times where you know it's easy to say okay well i'm going to throw in my my id my GA4 id or even my universal analytics id and start getting some some data coming over Um, but at the end of the day it's like what question are you trying to answer here like just you can go in and it's like you're kind of in like a swamp of data um but yeah is it are you more product focused are you more user focused do you look at location stuff like it's all you know it's kind of different for every every company so it's it's important to kind of understand where where you're going first
1: yeah and more data isn't always better too like sometimes we try to track every single thing but then if it's not usable, it's not actionable, or it even gets overwhelming where now people don't want to look at it or or log in and actually see what's happening, there's kind of that uh, point where it becomes more detrimental to actually over-track things. And really, you want to make sure it's it's ultimately leading to whatever your goals are, that you have the
0: answers for that. Definitely. And I think that's probably a really good um, segue. I, I, I know you do a lot of work around dashboarding as well with all of this. So like thinking through... Trying to avoid that overwhelm, getting into okay, well, what what do we really need to be looking at, or what are we going to show on a dashboard, something like that? What's your approach when you're you know working with a, a you know an agency that's trying to support an e-commerce client? Um, you know, what are the what are the things people really need to be looking at? Yeah,
1: I think the the first thing we like to map out is kind of just long-term trends for a few m- metrics that we really care about. So typically for e-commerce, it's going to be like revenue, purchases. If you're running ads, probably return on ad spend for Google, Facebook, whatever you're running. And then you're trending that out with as kind of longer of a time period as you can. So if you have 13 months, that's great because you can see year over year. Um, and then actually see what what do those main metrics look like. I'm a huge fan sometimes of just focusing on kind of like the scorecard style where it's just the metric, the month versus the last month. Because sometimes there could be seasonality or if you don't have that long term view, something may have gone up or down, but you really don't have that extra context to really know are things trending in the right direction overall? So that's usually where we'll start. And then you can start digging deeper into specific campaigns or um, channels and and get into more detail on that. But we always like to start with kind of a few metrics and just long-term trends and then kind of let the report progress from there.
2: I like that you mentioned seasonality, and I feel like that's kind of a pitfall. A lot of, or at least clients for us, I'm not sure if you see it with agencies where they see something trending downward and think, oh, no, OK, something's not working anymore when really it's just seasonality at play. I'm wondering if you have other metrics or things to kind of look out for um, for agencies or clients when they're working at their dashboards. What are some things that maybe people get tripped on, uh, up on or that can kind of give them false positive hope?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great example, too. Sometimes when you're tuned in to just looking at month to month, you're going to get sometimes the wrong answers or you're going to be led in the wrong direction where um where basically, yeah, if there's seasonality or sometimes if you've increased and last month was an all-time high, maybe you're decreased slightly and it looks like things are going down, but it's still your second best month you've had. So really zooming out is like, it's going to give you that that view that you want. Um, what I see commonly on dashboard is mo- the most common issue is really putting too much on one slide. So a lot of times we try to jam in as much metrics and charts into one slide, but really that just makes kind of Everything a little more confusing. and It's hard to really understand what's happening. So really a uh, simplifying can have a big impact on your reports. It looks easier, but a lot of times it's actually harder to pull that off where you have one or two charts. So it's really clear kind of what what's happening and um, not overdoing it with kind of throwing
0: everything at somebody. Yeah. I'm laughing. I feel like that's something that we get into or, or have, uh, have bumped into in the past a lot where it's a, you know, we're, we're really comfortable with the numbers and we're in it every day. So like yeah. and our understanding how this metric ties to that metric and, you know, which ones do you focus on and which ones can you kind of ignore and only look at if you're trying to, you know, deep dive into something else. Um, but yeah, really important to remember that like client probably isn't in it every day. Like you are like just coming up a lot of times. It's uh more often than not, it just creates more confusion or, or, you know, worse yet, creates the wrong information where you're looking at one particular metric that like really is not where your mind needs to be focused on um, and and really tying into that. So, um, yeah, I think that's great. The, the idea of like, OK, let's simplify and find a way to just get as little information as possible, but the right information on the on the uh, the dashboard at once. Yeah, I think that that's really key. So if you
1: understand like who is the audience for the report, a lot of times that can give you some some direction on where you should go with it, what level of detail, because there's all these features in Looker Studio or any dashboard tool where you can make it interactive and people can like drill down into the data. In some cases that may make sense if it's like an internal team, like maybe if you make a Google Ads report and the one, the person running the Google Ads campaigns is going to use it, then you could actually add a lot of those filters and like ability to drill down. Where a client report typically you want to have it kind of set to be kind of show the story of what's happening and the direction you're going to go in,
0: definitely. All right, so we talked a little bit about um kind of some of those high level metrics. You know, the you want to make sure that you know you've got your revenue coming in, you want to make sure that you kind of understand if you're running ads, your your ROAS, all, all of that. But what I'm really interested in is you know, as we think about. If I'm a, a brand owner and I've got this dashboard, I'm trying to focus on like, how do I know that my website is performing well? Um, what are some of those like kind of, I don't know, I think of them almost as like interior metrics or, you know, the, the, the things that I should be worried about um, that maybe will show up some problems or show up some areas for improvement, you know, even prior to seeing those top line, you know, revenue metrics and things changing.
1: Yeah, I think in G4 in particular, uh, there's like an engagement metrics now, like engaged sessions, which shows, and they have the definition when you hover over it. It's essentially like sessions that aren't immediately bouncing or only spending a couple seconds on the page. Um, I believe the other factor is if they click onto another page as well, that Google factors into that. So you could see engagement rate as well, which is kind of interesting to see, like by channel or maybe by landing page. A lot of ways to break that down, but just to get an overall sense of like, are the right people going to your website? Um, and that can, be, that can be interesting to look at over time, especially by channel as well. Um, sometimes for channels, a, a, high, a lower engagement rate might be fine if it's really a landing page and you're really just trying to get them to submit a form and they're not going to go anywhere else. Um, but other times you might want to see that depending on the campaign or channel you're running be higher. So I do like that one. It's a newer metric, but um, it can kind of quickly give you a, w- a way to see if you're reaching the right people.
0: Yeah. I like that too. Kind of, you know, summarizes a lot of things together, right? So you're not just looking at bounce rate. You're not just yeah. looking at, you know, click through on a given page or something like that. I, I like that. It's kind of rolls it up to give you uh, a, a metric. That's a little bit more understandable. It's like this is actually who's engaging with the page. Yeah. And I think one other one I really like now is in the explore
1: tab of GA4. So that's a newer feature where you could build some more kind of interactive reports. Um, there's the old behavior flow report is called path exploration now. And that, that's a really interesting one to see how people are navigating throughout the website. So you could see like as they enter the homepage, where are they navigating to next? So ultimately you'd want to see like, are these pages you really want people to be like progressing to? And you can make some adjustments. And then you can even do it the reverse order where you start with a form submission and then start to see the steps somebody's taking right before submitting the form or, or purchasing for e-commerce. So that could be interesting to see like what are the pages that are really leading people to purchase. Maybe you see a blog post on there that you want to drive more people to, or maybe certain product category pages. So really interactive and a nice way to be able
0: to kind of sip through um, how people are using the website. Yeah, I love that. I love that it's, it really gets very behavioral at that point. I think a lot of what we've talked about uh, in terms of GA4 has been like, hey, why'd they force me to to upgrade to this new system? And like, how do I get that report that I used to have in UA now in GA4? Like, how do I answer the same questions? Um, but it is kind of cool once you start getting into some of those, you know, explore reports of like, hey, now here's where the actual power is. And like the the new things that I'm sure there is a way to do that in Universal Analytics, but that we weren't doing that in Universal Analytics. So like, now pretty easily all of a sudden if you've got a question like that, like, hey, what are the few pages somebody got to before they um submitted this form? You can actually answer that now. Um, uh, which you probably uh, wouldn't be able to do without, without some uh you know pretty intensive uh, uh reporting shenanigans in the old days. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest criticism of GA4 too, is like you're used to the old, the old reports
1: where everything is. Now Google out of the box didn't give you as much. Um there's more customization options, which is a, one of the benefits where you could actually tailor all the reports exactly towards your business. So you can get rid of any reports that aren't relevant for you. Um, where it used to be whatever reports Google had in the navigation was that was locked in. Um, now everything can be customized. So it's, there's some pros and cons to that. The nice thing is once you get going with it, and you do tailor the reports, you can make it so it only has exactly what you're looking for and what you need versus all the, the reports that used to be in there, which maybe there's only a few of them that you really checked. Um, so that's one thing to, to look out for with when you're doing a setup.
2: I'm curious, too, now that you, I feel like you kind of touched on something that maybe is the whole reason exponential growth is here, that there's probably this space in the market between agencies who were reluctant to go ahead and jump on GA4 or were never in UA to be GitHub. Can you touch on that? What have you seen with your agency clients? Like, where was the resistance there? Why are people scared of data?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. That's exactly one of the reasons we kind of dove into this is uh, really two things. One of them, it's hard for most agencies to have full-time analytics people on their team. Um, you really have to start hitting a certain scale, and a certain size for that to make sense. And it takes quite a while to get there. So for most agencies, they're typically hiring contractors or maybe companies to help just to bridge the gap because you might have someone in your team that knows a little bit about it, or maybe they're trying to research it and, and learn it for for your team. But being able to plug in uh, a team that does this every day is one of the reasons we really, really dove into it. Um, I was resistant like everybody else when it first came out because uh, you're used to the way things were. The, you, you get used to analytics. You're in there so often that it's easy to find stuff. Um, so that's that's another thing too. Most agencies that are still in that phase, s- most are, know at this point their clients are asking or they want to go to clients and be able to say, like we have a solution for it. Um, and I think that's kind of, as the deadline keeps getting closer, there's more of that popping up uh, pretty rapidly.
2: Yeah, I've been really surprised to see how much everyone is procrastinating, jumping onto it. And I'm just, I've been kind of pulling everybody and curious as to like, why, why are you not doing this? And everybody's just sort of like, just, I'd rather not talk about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, go away. We just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, bury the head in the sand. Why not?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs>
0: I'm curious kind of getting back to some of the um those special reports or what I would call like a specialty report like a funnel report or something or a path path exploration report. I know we're really focused on DataBox. We set up DataBox um dashboards for all of our clients. I, I from what I gather you're uh, more Looker Studio, right? Yeah, we've used DataBox as well though. So I'm definitely uh definitely familiar with it. I think yeah. uh, there's some advantages to it for sure. Um I'm curious like so I know the, we found some limitations with DataBox, just really in general with GA4 integration. There's there's you know the basic stuff you can do, and and that we found a way to like kind of get our basic metrics that we really like to report out on there. Um, but certainly things like path exploration and funnel reports that you may want to use, we we don't really have a good way to integrate that in DataBox. I'm curious if there's anything better in Looker Studio, or if that's still kind of a gap there. Still a gap. With universal analytics, there
1: was a separate uh, API at one point that lets you connect to like multi-channel funnel reports and some different stuff. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case with GA4 at some point, um, but a lot of those features still, yeah, you have to be in GA4. Even some metrics aren't available through the API still yet, like landing page, you you can't really get into a lot of uh, reports. And um, other issue we see with connecting to GA4 is the the limitations where you're Charts will actually break in Looker Studio if um, basically too many people are using the report. So okay. that's where BigQuery comes in, starting to connect directly to BigQuery and use BigQuery to connect to Looker Studio. It's much faster, and you don't run into any of those limitations. Um, so that's kind of the workaround we've been doing quite a bit now with GA4 actually having some issues like connecting to dashboard tools.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think what I'm, what I'm hearing from a... Uh... Obviously, a lot of that will get better as GA4, you know, gets a little bit more, um, you know, out of beta and all of that and and, and kind of uh, uh, more integrations are available. Um, but, yeah, I think with all of this, our perspective as an agency has always been that, like, everybody's got to have analytics, you know, as as far as for us, Lindsay and I were both really focused on, like, understanding, you know, the, the numbers and the dashboard, like, you can't really get away from it. Um, But yeah, more more and more as we start to look at like the complexity growing, I I feel like even from like a brand or a a founder perspective, it's like you're going to have to learn at some point, even if it's just so much as like I can log into GA4 and find a report that somebody has already created for me. um, That seems like that's kind of the direction we're going That Like everybody's got to be able to, uh, you know, see and understand this stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that's key. Just being able to know enough to navigate, know kind of a basic understanding of what some of the metrics you're looking at are. Um, Because then when you're presented a report or someone's showing you a report, you can kind of digest some of the information a little bit better. And then you'll have your own questions and insights as you're looking at that that someone else might not have. So yeah, if you can, once you get in there a little bit and you start navigating, um, the learning curve isn't too bad when you get in there. It definitely takes a little bit up front. But um, once you get in there, it's going to be a big benefit.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's one of those things, even doing it at a basic level will help a lot. Even if somebody else is gonna be doing everything for you, creating reports or whatever. But to your point of like having a measurement plan up front, just being able to kind of speak the language a little bit and understand like how some of these reports work and like what they can and can't do helps a lot to like make sure that you're asking the right questions or, you know, communicating with your analytics team in the right way.
1: Yeah, that's where the measurement plan can really help because if you start with business goals and you also have an analytics person that then can help you translate those into website KPIs, um, then you're really starting to have those conversations more about business results and not just about, yeah, some of the website metrics that may or may not be contributing or may, may or may not be worth looking at. So that can really kind of push you in the right directions at using the data uh, in the best way possible. Definitely. Is,
2: is Lucas Studio data studio? Yes. They, they uh, me.
1: Yeah, they rebranded it. I believe Looker was a different company. I might have were wrong that Google acquired. Um, and they did rebrand it now to Looker. So I'll probably call it Data Studio for, for a long time. So.
2: Yeah, I think I was doing that. And then I realized So I just wanted to clarify for anybody else who's confused like me.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to say it correctly. It's tough, though.
2: Yeah, it'll be like AdWords forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still see that everywhere. Everybody calls it AdWords. Yeah, that was going to be a tough one
0: for Google to really get uh, the change. Yeah. And that's been years. Like, it's not, it's not even like that just happened. No. Um, so one kind of last area that I wanted to get your perspective on is I, I think a lot of times people think of this stuff as like, hey, we're going to set up our report that we like or we're going to set up our dashboard or whatever it is. Or, hey, we're going to get GA4 set up and We're gonna get it. We're gonna pay one price. We're gonna pay somebody to come in, and do it, get it set up, and that's it. Like we we now have reporting done. We're, we're, we're we've answered the question. We're good to go. Um, I'm curious if you can kind of speak to more the long term maintenance piece of this, where you know it really isn't that simple. From my perspective, like you know, if you can actually look at it, um, where you're answering questions over time and, and and answering new questions, it can really be helpful. But I'm curious kind of what your perspective is around like, you know, is that a one and done solution or, or is there kind of like a, an ongoing, um, uh, maintenance needed? Yeah. thinking about it as ongoing maintenance is a good way because you
1: can only do so much in an initial setup. Um, you can get a lot of the basics covered, like forms, e-commerce metrics, but really the best way to do it is as new business problems come up or new questions pop up, you can go in and actually make new reports or new dashboards to get the answers you're looking for. So I think you should think about it as something that evolves and you continue to update. There might be reports that maybe weren't as valuable that you thought they would be in the beginning. So maybe those you get rid of. Um, And if you're doing like quarterly planning or you're depending on how you're doing your business planning, you might actually want to adjust uh, metrics and KPIs and have new reports that you're looking at for each quarter or each month when priorities change. So Uh, even event tracking, like your website's probably not going to stay the same. So you might have new forms, new content that launches, making sure that's tracked and you have the right data um, and you're updating it
0: is definitely, uh, I think the way to get the most value out of it. Definitely. Yeah. That's, I think from like an e-commerce perspective, we always think about that too. It's always a different question, right? It's not just like, how much revenue am I getting? It's, you know, you're breaking that down by different segments or you're really focused on What kind of users are visiting the site or what kind of products are people purchasing? Whatever it is, like to your point, you can't answer all those questions on one dashboard. So I I think it does make a lot of sense to like wait until they pop up and then figure out how we can answer that question from the analytics data that we have. Yeah, that's one other thing, too, that we see is like we try
1: when we do a setup, we'll try to kind of give our own input on what we think should be tracked and then get the client's input on what they know about, like what do they really want tracked on the website? a lot of times you think you have everything mapped out, but there's inevitably going to be things that pop up in the next month or the next quarter that you didn't think of in the beginning. But then now you know, like, okay, that's data I'm going to need going forward. So yeah, it's a great way to to do it is just keep updating as you go.
0: Definitely. Well, awesome. This has been really, really helpful. I, I, I feel like this is, uh, to your point, there's definitely a gap in the market here. And this is something that yeah, you know, everybody kind of kind of likes to put off as long as possible, but it's just so core to everything we do—kind of analytics and understanding the numbers. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's really just uh, such a big part of of running a profitable e-commerce store. So, thank you so much for uh, giving us all your guidance in that area today. Awesome, man! Yeah, thanks a lot. Awesome. Um, So yeah, let's take a quick moment to give you some space to let our listeners know kind of where they can find you. um, And uh, yeah, a little bit more about uh, if they want to hear more about analytics and and what you're doing. Definitely. So uh, we're pretty active on LinkedIn.
1: So you you can definitely find me there. That's usually the best place to reach me. And we just launched a newsletter on Substack where we're giving away a free template every month. So different Google Sheets tools that we build, Libra Studio reports, as of uh, this morning, we just launched the one for this month. It's a Google Analytics audit checklist, which you can um, go through all the steps to make sure you're setting up your account right and just give you some guidance on things that um, you might not have thought of that you want to make sure are set up properly. So um, definitely feel free to sign up for that. Um, and you can get that
0: right off my LinkedIn. We have the link there. Awesome. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for uh, for your LinkedIn. I think that's actually how I found you. You had dropped uh some sort of a, a video walking through a very specific uh, a GA4 templating type thing, and and I found it super super valuable. So I think that's how we connected. Yeah, I think I think so. I think it was off that uh, that post there. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, that's all I have for today. Um, thank you so much to John for being with us today. Um, like I said earlier, I think we got a ton of value out of this. Um, hopefully we've uh, given our our uh, founders who are a little bit uh, analytic, uh, 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 avoiding analytics, um, some reason to jump in there and learn it and get a little bit more involved. So um, thank you so much for your time and, and thanks for the value you brought today. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. It's Andy. I'm here with Percy, the original PPC Pitbull. Thanks for checking us out today. If you're ready to take the next step in your digital marketing journey, come on over to ppcpitbulls.com and book a free strategy session. We'll take a few minutes to get to know you and your brand, and I promise you'll leave with actionable insights that you can implement today. Working together, we're going to get you on the right track towards reaching your unique e-commerce goals.